And now, Manufacturing Matters with your host, Cliff Waldman. Good day, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Manufacturing Matters. I'm your host, Cliff Waldman, and this is a brand new series on Manufacturing Talk Radio, where it's exploring the U.S. manufacturing sector in as much depth as we can. We're looking at the headlines. We're looking at the big stories and how they impact manufacturing performance. But we're telling you about the dramatic changes um, in this sector that are being influenced by the world, being influenced by the world of technology. How is that going to affect business? How is that going to affect the worker? Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman is inviting the best guests, the best minds to explore these complex, interesting, and very consequential issues. Most of the time, we're going to have great guests with us. We have had Tom Dusterberg. We have had Chad Motre. We have had Rob Atkinson. We have had Kevin Swift. Upon occasion, as the host of this series, I want to interact with my audience a bit. I've done this once before, and I uh, sat and talked to you about the global economic outlook. This, too, is going to be a shorter podcast where I'm going to bring you the benefits of research that I have done in my career on a topic that is very central to U.S. and really global manufacturing and really global economic change, and that is the hot topic of automation. I've been lucky enough in my economics career to have been granted the opportunity to really start looking at this critical topic, and I find that every time I talk about it, there's a big audience there. There's a big audience for the paper. So I wanted to share this with my viewers. I want you to send me a note, jcweco at aol.com with any questions you might have, and I want you to send me a note with any suggestions and input you might have into the show. This, after all, is your show. We have a growing audience, and I want to know what audience members think. Now, in talking about the critical, hot, even emotional topic of automation today, I'm going to rely on two things that I have done. One was research that was started when I was at MAPI, was at the Manufacturers Alliance for Productivity and Innovation. MAPI granted me a great opportunity to study and develop data on the important topic of automation. They showed some real insight by doing that. Then I had the great opportunity to um, publish a paper in the NABE Journal, 2016. I'm very proud to say I won a major award for that. Recently, uh, I presented a, um, an extension of all this, going from national to global, to, at the National Economist Club. And we had a good audience, and, we had a, and I was pleased to appear um, at that session with Rob Atkinson, who was really one of the, the leading experts uh, in this area. So I'm going to rely on the research. I'm going to rely on the speaking I did recently, and I'm going to give you some, some brief highlights on how much automation is taking place in the U.S. manufacturing sector? How does it intersect with other kinds of physical investments? Manufacturers make a lot of different kinds of physical investments. What have been the implications? What do I think are the implications for productivity? What, how do we think about automation in a global sense? 
You have to push everything out to the world these days to really understand it. And finally, what are the unanswered questions in the automation world? And there are plenty of them. For the survey that I did, uh, survey research that I did that started out at Maypie, I was granted the opportunity to do a survey of U.S.-based manufacturers and non-U.S. manufacturers with a U.S. production presence. This was conducted in December of 2015. I asked them, during the past five years, has your company purchased and or implemented one or more technologies that you have not used before, either for your U.S. or non-U.S. operations, whose purpose was to newly automate any aspect of your product-producing process through either labor enhancement, labor substitution, or both. We got a good response, 402 usable responses, and it told us a lot. It told us, number one, that there was there is widespread automation, 83%. Of those 402 who responded to the survey said that they engaged in uh, um, automation in the prior five years, 76% in the coming three years. Even with the errors implicit in survey data, that's a lot of automation activity, and I have no doubt that since 2015, it has only grown. Is it a standalone investment? Are you thinking about, or are you doing it as part of a broader technology upgrade? Particularly larger manufacturing companies are very sophisticated operations with very sophisticated thinkers and strategists there. So it was an interesting question to um, ask. And you know what? I found something of a split there, or at least an interesting split. 45% said it was part of a broader effort with technology. 35% said it was a standalone investment. What about a time cost to automation investment? Well, again, somewhat split here. 54% of those 402 said we did it slowly and in stages. 46% said as rapidly as the technology will allow. Interesting split there. If it was slow, why was it slow for those 54%? Well, the primary reason is because there was a need to prepare the workforce. 60% said that we did it slowly and in stages because we had to get our workforce ready for the new automation. What were the top five drivers of automation investment? What, what caused them to do it? Let me read you those, and then I want to make an interesting observation. The top one was use of automation technology by competitors. Secondly, use by customers. Third, credible evidence of impact on product quality, credible evidence of impact on workforce productivity. And finally, the fifth one, use by our suppliers. Let's take a step back. Use by competitors, use by customers, use by suppliers. There is something in economics called a network effect, where you buy something or you use something, and it has value to you because everybody else is doing it. Clear evidence to me of a network effect in automation behavior, and that's why I think it's spreading so rapidly. We may not be 100% sure of the science, 100% sure of the engineering, even 100% sure 
of the business implications. But it's like a fire. If we don't do it, we're going to be behind. What are the top five criteria for evaluating the performance of new automation technology? For the sake of time, I'm going to give you the top two and then make an observation. The top two for evaluating, did it lower my total production costs and did it improve my product quality? Product quality is an understated part of this story. I think people are not surprised by costs, but they often don't understand that automation is thought to go, at least by the executives who do it, is thought to go to product quality. And I'll tell you something, that's a tough road to follow. You want to lower your total production costs at the same time and improving your product quality? Even in a lean manufacturing environment, those two things don't always go together. And what it tells me is that this period of automation investment is just the beginning. We are just at the leading edge of automation coming into manufacturing. 402 responses. I was able to get enough. That's enough to be able to stratify, to look in groups. Let's stratify by firm size. Well, no surprise that larger firms, the larger firm cohorts, groups, have a higher incidence of automation investment behavior. We know that. Larger firms just make, make or have a higher proclivity to make more physical investments. They can pay for it um, more easily. But what was particularly interesting here, that even the relatively small manufacturers, more than $200 million, uh, which is quite small for a manufacturing, 74% of them said, we automated. Now, that brings up an interesting question. Here is an unanswered question that requires more research. Does automation, is automation creating more of an incentive for entrepreneurship, for starting a manufacturing business. Business startups have been kind of weak in the U.S. and certainly in manufacturing. But maybe automation will help that because all of a sudden it makes for a level playing field. You can be a one- or two-person food distribution company and scale more quickly because of automation and make yourself more interesting to venture capitalists. Automation uh, going to create new entrants more quickly into the market. That's an unanswered question, and it's a question worth answering. For the sake, uh, I'll move along a bit here for the sake of time, and we'll go into stratifying by industry sector. How how did the automation break down by key industries, major industries, food, textiles, wood, chemicals, transportation? What I found was that, that statistically speaking, yeah, there's always variation numbers, but statistically speaking, there wasn't much difference within industry groups. No one or two stood out from the pack. What that tells me is that it's big factors, macroeconomic factors that are motivating this drive toward automating manufacturing processes, not so much industry stories. And that's daunting. That tells you that this is a march forward that is not going to stop. All right, let's broaden the framework. I mean, that's, that's very interesting, but you have to think, you know, in terms of how the world is going to be affected by automation. 
We are talk our show is dedicated to the most globalized sector, so everything has to be pushed out into the world. Let's let's start with the let's start again with national and think about how we go global. We know some of the impacts already of automation. There's a skill bias in the labor market. Any new technology favors higher skilled workers. Yes, there's a productivity improvement from automation on the national level, but not by itself. You're not going to automate your way out of a productivity malaise that we've been, frankly, suffering from. In conjunction with other policies for capital investment, public innovation, high-skilled labor, automation helps, but not by itself. I talked about the ability of small manufacturers to scale more quickly. I wonder if there's going to be a product revolution. Are we going to not only create products more efficiently, are we going to create new products? Now, how do we take all of that and we look at the global implications of it? Well, there's two transmission pipelines, mechanisms, choose your, choose your word, that take national automation um, impacts and make them global. One of them is supply chains. The manufacturing sector has created very sophisticated multi-country supply chains, particularly in the, uh, from, from emanating from the U.S. because we produce very sophisticated products that are often produced through a supply chain of 11, 12, 15 countries. And those supply chains can propagate automation because as you move from firm to supplier to supplier to supplier, country to country, the downstream link is pressured to automate because their customers are doing so. So supply chains have a way of propagating automation, and because they're global these days, that is one propagation mechanism to take national automation impacts, make them global. Another one is trade. Automation investment, although this is an unanswered question, I hypothesize, I postulate that automation investment can shift what we may remember from your Economics 101 class is comparative advantage. The one that does it the best can have an advantage in the types of products, in producing the types of products that automation best serves. And, of course, there are complex interplays between supply chains and trade. So, therefore, what are the potential global impacts of national automation investment? Here is what I conclude. The economics literature has shown that this theory that we have that poorer countries will catch up in productivity growth to richer countries seems to happen in the services industry, but not manufacturing. For some reason, it doesn't. The catch-up doesn't show up, at least in the data in manufacturing. I think that automation can change that. I think we can move closer to a global productivity convergence among countries, rich and poor, if automation is spread around the world. Daunting thought. Major implications. Some of them unknown. Some of them we have to explore. I think, therefore, there'll be a global productivity growth acceleration. Along with that, just very naturally, there'll have to be a workforce upscaling around the world. And that gives you stronger global growth over the long term. 
Then there's a feedback loop back to the uh, the country, back in our case to the U.S. Stronger global growth plus flattening or declining labor force trajectories is going to keep upward pressure on automation investment. So we may be both nationally in the U.S. and for the world at the beginning of, of a real spreading fire here, and we can't get away from it. My suggestion is that policymakers think about it. Here's an unanswered question, but I brought it up before in economics forums. Does the United States need, an ex- in this environment that I'm describing, does the United States need an explicit automation policy and more broadly an explicit innovation and technology policy? It's an unanswered question. It's a complicated question, but it's one that in the environment that I'm describing we really have to explore. Folks, that's my comments for today. Again, my email, jcweco at aol.com. I want to hear the good points of what you're hearing on the show. I want to hear the bad points of what you're hearing on the show. I want your suggestions because my view is that my show belongs to my listeners. Coming up in the weeks ahead, we have some great guests for you. We are going to be talking to William Strauss, a prominent Federal Reserve economist, worked out of the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, and he's the Fed's prominent guru on manufacturing. Great person, brilliant, fun to listen to. I am also going to be talking to Dr. Perk Panetta. He is the chief economist at the Plastics Industry Association, wonderful expertise, deep deep analytical thinker, and we'll have a full exploration of that industry as we have had uh, on a number of other industries. Then we're going to be talking to an expert from the National Council of Advanced Manufacturing Excellence. This is a new, a fairly new research group out of Auburn University uh, who are really thinking deeply about additive manufacturing, what we have come to know as 3D printing. That is changing by the week. New instantiations, new evolutions, and it is going to have key key implications for, I think, not only for how we produce products, but for the kinds of products we do produce and for how the customer is going to get involved in the manufacturing process. Lot ahead. Until then, this is Cliff Waldman reminding you that manufacturing matters, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.